G'day, punters. Welcome to the Sydney Review Show. It was the golden gift, the hot Danish. They were the headline affairs at Rose Hill, or so we thought, because uh, what happened and what eventuated was probably unprecedented in terms of punting, certainly in my time. Um, but we'll get uh, the views and opinions of uh, the learned gentleman alongside me. Rob Scurry, I'll start with you because... You were calling me first before uh, really anything kicked off. You arrived on course and just run us through how the day unfolded for yourself. <sighs> Badly. Um, well, I had a ticket for the Fleming stand and the lawn and I was told that I could only, I couldn't go in the Fleming stand. I was allowed to go up to the uh, grandstand. So I've got sore calves from walking up and down the stairs uh, of the meeting. But yeah, it was like one of those, it was ladies day. It was, it was P PVL, you know, capturing that younger generation and you know I, I the, the one bookie in in the on the lawn he looked like he's having a good day um with those <laughs> a lot of smaller punters i'm gonna say but yeah i reckon he would have fielded a lot of bets maybe not a huge amount of turnover but he would have fielded a lot of bets but mate I, I was as you know i was looking at the horses um from the grandstand which is a, a new experience so it was hard for me to get that confident i didn't feel there was like anyone i could kind of talk to on track about you know trying to better my situation as, as they all just wanted to tell me to sit down and uh you know do what i'm told <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, I'm glad I got away with it. Um, Tommy Sherry on uh, Frosty's is going to irk me. I tipped that to my uncle in the punters club, um, and not to have a bet on it um, was uh, disgusting. But we, but, but you know, you roll with the punches. Got away with one. Moving on. Got a couple of weeks off actually. Yeah, yeah, you do. Which uh, we'll, we'll touch on later on. But that was the start of the day, and then suddenly the tab melts down. Mark Chan, have you encountered anything like this before ever? No, I don't think I have. I think it was a sad day for racing Australia-wide. Uh, monopolies are, are not very good for racing, unfortunately. Um, we had a lot of um, people running racing from a long time ago pushing that this mob should uh, end up with a monopoly, um, opposed bookie reform, and look at what it's done now. It's splintered everything, and it was a very sad day for racing. Mark Roden, it became a bit of a joke. Uh, for the most part, there were independent pools running over the last 48 hours, depending on which jurisdiction you're betting into. Uh, it did seem that some bookmakers really had no idea what was going on. The fair was loving it, as per usual. Um, what was your take on how the day was unfolding? Yeah, I've, I think the resulting issues we're touching on from the corporates, they've obviously put all their eggs in the, you know, the food from either the TAB or Dynamic Odds. Right. Directly or indirectly, it's a TOB. All these systems, you know, they've got massive back-end systems, you know, they, they process so many bets and have to settle so many bets that when, you know, this one cog breaks down, the whole thing collapses. And, um, yeah, that, that, that really did expose a weakness in their systems. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a very strange day, very strange day. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, it all followed on with last night the uh the article released in the sydney morning herald which for for all intents and purposes seemed like a puff piece to try and divert away from what had happened with the tab and by putting a spotlight back onto racing victoria with another horse going amiss in the melbourne cup um which just reading the article and the fact that it was quoting a letter from the New South Wales Trainers Association was quite a bizarre read for the most part Mark Sheen did you have a, a read of that article well apparently it's come out this morning that um that was not the aim of the the letter to 
have Racing Australia take over the running of the Melbourne Cup, and thank God because they can't handle the scratchings, let alone the Melbourne Cup. It seems there's no critiquing of racing in New South Wales, though. It's always Victoria who uh, who seems to be the the one who who gets it. Nobody ever mentions that the Golden Eagle is worth seven and a half million and is funded by odds and evens, which holds four dollars a race. Like, who writes an article on that? Have you has anyone seen an article on that? Nobody critiques that, um, but they continually critique anything that happens in Victoria. That's- Sorry, I'll just chime in there. That's true. I mean, I remember when the odds and even bet type was released, there was a lot of chat on Twitter about it. A lot of people voiced their opinions independently there. Um, I pointed out, <laughs> if you remember, it was just the, the spinner bet from 20 years ago, which sank without trace in, Absolutely. Um, in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, it was, it was a joke of a bet then. It's a joke of a bet now. Uh, I and some other people pointed that out on Twitter, but not one journalist, so to speak, uh, wrote a word about it. But what is this turnaround from Racing New South Wales? When the first, the Everest first came out, th- these are the quotes. This will be showcasing the best Australian sprinters against the leading international contenders. The ATC spent $3 million on a poly track at Canterbury, which doesn't hold training facilities. $3 million for Aidan O'Brien to bring out Caravaggio, and it didn't come. Now, the wastage is unbelievable. And now the spin is because the internationals don't come, they're not good enough, and it's state versus state. They've completely turned around the spin. Some internationals came out, was it the first or second year? And they all were 100 to 1 and got beaten. Navy Fag. Navy Fag. came out of Spirit of Valor. Navy Fag. I'm Superman's one race. Spirit of Valor wouldn't win anywhere. (laughs) Don't forget Navy Fag or Flag. Oh, US Navy Flag. For the Trainers Association or whoever's behind it, to be attacking Racing Victoria, I mean, it was terrible what happened in the Cup, terrible full stop and terrible for the image of racing, to, to use this as an opportunity to go on the attack rather than, you know, this is the whole industry is going to be under attack, not just the Melbourne Cup and not just Victoria. You know, this is, you know, there are forces that want to get our sport banned and... Uh, Hopping on the bandwagon, so to speak, and making it a state versus state thing is not helpful at all, in my view. But I think they're trying to detach themselves from Racing Victoria, saying we're not the ones, you know, killing bringing these horses out and killing them. Yeah, we're, but the, the anti-racing forces are trying to see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That article had PBL's thumbprint all over it. Who is the head? Is that, is that Richie? Richie Callender, who's head of the Racing Trainers Association, who came back for that gig? He is anyway. the head of that, yes. Yeah, as okay. I said, Richard Pegham, the chairman of that, has uh, refuted that uh, article uh, this morning. So I don't know what the gist of the letter sent to uh, Greg Carpenter is then. How, how, would you, how would you draft a response to that? It'd just be three words, wouldn't it? Starting with go. And <laughs> sadly, Racing Victoria just seemed to, you know, be talking about the whip rule is like that's going to appease these people from outside racing these people will not stop until racing's banned you just have to just ignore them and do the best you can um yeah. in the best interest of the sport it's it's just this tit for tat one upmanship um and the disregard of punters is such short-term you know thinking it's you know not i, I think that there is certainly an issue with the melbourne cup that needs to be addressed it's got beyond coincidence now but mm. Using it for point scoring, I mean, and to, you know, they're taking on the mantle of uh, horse welfare to score points. It's totally disingenuous, I think. 
And I think uh, the probably the the greater underlying factor for, for punters out there is that we've just had a US election during the week and the Betfair hold has now cracked $1 billion. And uh, racing in the meantime is completely getting left in the wake of sport and events around the world because it's far easier to bet into giant pools with huge amounts of liquidity uh, than it is to try and bet, even get a bet on before the day, before 9am. In some jurisdictions like in WA, there is no minimum bet laws. <clears throat> Racing administrators have no idea about wagering and it's showing and it's showing over and over again. And this is just a, a flashpoint almost in a way, but is there going to be anything done about it? I would really, really doubt it. And you see how, how short-sighted they are by the, um, by the, the taxes and fees issues. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just shows their short-sightedness, I think. But, well, I, I said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, shouldn't the alarm bells be ringing once Betfair did that zero-com day and, and the turnover, you know, that was, that was a bit of one-upmanship there from, from Betfair, you know, sticking it to, um, you know, the, the tab, yada, yada. Um, so everyone was betting in Melbourne. But, you know, I don't think... Um, are the fees just going to go up again in, in New South Wales? You know, as the, as the pool gets smaller, more and more people, you know, leave and, and go to, you know, maybe... Uh, unpoliced jurisdictions like oh, city bet. What's city bet? <laughs> you know, there, there, there are options out there for, for smart punters, and there's obviously a lot of smart punters. We saw that on bloody the US election with the amount of money traded on the uh, election, like a billion dollars. How fun was that? Oh my God, it distracted my week last week just watching you that. You know, racing New South Wales have done a lot of good things. You know, field sizes have improved. Um, midweek racing has not, though. It's gone backwards at a great rate because they've increased uh, prize money at the country regions, and that's great for that. But that has had a knock-on effect, killing midweek racing almost. Have a look at the field sizes midweek. Seven yeah. races, lucky to get seven or eight runners. There seems to be nothing being done about that. And But as I said, they've done a lot of good things as well. Saturday racing has definitely improved, but um, you can't just keep throwing money, uh, million-dollar races, and just thinking that's going to band-aid the problem. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of million-dollar races, there was <laughs> one there on Saturday. And, uh, look, we are going to review races five through nine. Um, I mean, it's clearly nowhere near as important as the, the preceding 10 minutes that we've just been speaking about. But, you know, we, we're here to talk about, uh, talk about wagering and talk about finding an edge going forward. So that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll start off with race five, which was a benchmark 78 over the 1800 meters in terms of the speed of the race they've gone even to the 600 rob it was a race won by accountability do you have anything to talk about with race five i wish i got a close look at that number 13 mm. winner um so i landed on on stockman here he, he, you know they keep saying he's a progressive type but he looks like a, a sharp you know horse with a great zest for racing probably a win next start up in distance good run sammy clippin and just can't get one home um, Vegas Jewel, probably go around again, keep that perfect Waller look about it, or maybe at top Waller, you know, just, just send it around. Like ASLA, I think she's a myth. Um, Wednesday Horse, um, looks like a lightly framed, looks like the wet track should suit her and, and to, to not pass, you know, Vegas Jewel. I don't want her. I prefer the stable fresh. We saw that with Birdie back in, in the week. Yep. Mark Sheen, the truck actually played pretty well in the end. Um, there was a little bit of drying out as the day went on. 
Yeah, uh, we were lucky after we did the preview on Thursday when it was hoeing down. Uh, we had two pretty, or well, had a very nice Friday. There was uh, a very hot day, and Saturday morning was quite warm as well. So the track did dry out a little bit. Um, look, accountability probably would have been a good thing beaten here. He was held up for a run. I just think he had no weight on his back, and he was able to to wear down the ones who were up around the 60, 59 and a half. Mark Stockman looked home here, but he just got uh, run down. So big, odd win- big odds winner again in a staying race. Yeah, indeed. Mark Roden, is there anything to take out of race five from your point of view? Uh, not particularly. Um, I, I ended up on Stockman, and I, I know Mark was on it too. Um, we've been a bit, not unlucky, but it's run to its, it's, run to its finger. It's run to its best. It's just yeah. the, the thing with no way it's bobbed up on the day. Knock us off, that's racing. Yep, indeed. All right, let's uh, have a look at this golden gift, the two-year-old race. and Now worth a mil. Uh, Sneaky Five uh, came up from Mooney Valley. It was a pretty plain figure at the Valley, but uh, it's come here and on a fast tempo. In terms of the class, they've gone four and a half lengths fast to the 600. Uh, managed to hold them all off. Rob, I'll start with you. Just run us through how some of these two-year-olds paraded from your uh, distant vantage point. Yeah, yeah it's about... 12 metres up, about 40 metres away, so not ideal. I did see this sneaky five, and I put it in the numbers, and when I sent it out, I thought it was like $7, $8, and, yep. you know, kind of well found. Mm-hmm. And it's just gone express out the gate. It looks like a professional two-year-old who would be suited by a softish track, so I'm not saying it's a great type or anything, but it was a professional, it looked professional, paraded very well, and, you know, congrats Regan Bayless making a go of it in Sydney. Um, Serta at, at, at top, you know, I don't think it... it much of it. Um, the the two good types here are the one and the two. Captive on paraded pretty well. Uh, Ghost Ghost Rider as well, and the, the seven, which you know, I uh, I, I thought was um, a bit shorter run, but did look like a quality type. Um, that was a huge go, and um, yeah, money went awry there. Kind of a bit of a bumping jewel, but mm. look, um, I, th- I think he's probably got to give him one more chance. Got to give the the better style of horses one more chance on a, a slightly drier track. I think the one, two, and the seven, um, sneaky five, will probably run well again. Mark Sheen, anything of interest here for two-year-olds going forward into the autumn? Oh, I think Captivant was uh, the best run in the race by a long way. Here, this was the first race out of the shoot, so it was fresh ground near the, down near the inside, and the winner had a good run, but. Captivon and uh, the heavily backed Hunan both missed the start and they, well, particularly Captivon got in under an awful spot. He was back three wide, didn't have a lot of cover and he closed off best. So I think he's easily the one to follow out of the race. Sneaky Five and Surda both look pretty small types to me. So I think they both got reasonable runs through the race. There was a massive tip for Hunan. It was, I thought, easily held by Athelric in a trial and... Uh, but they just kept backing it. Wow. It was $26, the first price put up on Wednesday. I don't know how much you can get on for, though. Yeah. In the $3.70. Didn't pass a runner. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when I, when I was looking to send it out, it was like $6. So they just, it was a bit similar to Ice Bath last week. They just kept coming for them. I, yeah, I can't, you know, it, 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 massive tip. Yeah, well, it almost started favourite. Um, decent type, decent type. We've got to forgive it that own. It's probably got a win or two in it. Mark Roden, how's your rating of this race compared to some of the other two-year-olds we've seen so far this year? Significantly lower, uh, is the short answer. Um, yep. Captivant is the best horse in the race and wasn't suited a combination of the run he had and probably the track as well. Um, he Put it this way, nothing, the first two here haven't have rated probably three lengths, four lengths worse than Captivant did when he won his debut. So 
uh, in terms of big races uh, and looking to the autumn, he's the only one I'm looking at. Okay. All right, we'll jump into race seven, the hot Danish. Uh, half the field was scratched, um, perhaps prematurely, uh, given the way the day panned out. Uh, in terms of the speed, they've gone five and a half lengths fast to the 600, so more than genuine tempo. Uh, Rob, you only had six of them here. Uh, could you split them at all? Uh, I, I thought the three good mares stood out here, so I, I marked them one, one, three, five, I think. Um, but I don't think I've ever won a race with positive peace in it. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like a total bogey horse for me. Just if I back it, it can't, it win. It's just, it's just a nightmare. So that grayed me up. And the fact that Savitiano, she, she's, you know, she's a very easy bet to have $4 now, but just watching her on the day, going from like 280 out to four dollars and um yeah with positive peace in the race made me just just want to leave it wander bar you know wet track type holding condition so i thought that was some kind of chance but um yeah in eritrea seemed to have improved um but yeah it looks six-year-old mares this horse off a freshen up you know easy to find now but yeah missed opportunity mark shan your reflection on uh, the hot danish there um, yeah, I was wrong here. I thought Savitiano might struggle in this sort of ground, but she didn't. She was bolting all the way. I got this race totally wrong. I think Positive Peace and Wonderbar both race very flat off that uh, heavy track run the other day. So, um, winner was just too good. I did my money. Um, you know, she was probably very well in at the weights, um, you know, on a good good track or a dead track. It would have, would have been up to evens, but uh, that was the great unknown with the wet, but she handled it. Yeah. Mark Roden, did your reflections change Saturday morning when, you know, half the field came out? Yeah, and I, the track did improve, you know, well, they didn't get any further rain, as, as mentioned. Um, and I actually thought it might be a bit better than it was, uh, which was going to push me towards Sabatiano, but after I've lost on things like Petronius earlier in the day, I think because of the track, I think seven was about right. So that, that was enough to stop me back in Sabatiano and I just stayed out of the race. Uh, I don't think it's rated that well. It, she hasn't you know, she hasn't rated anywhere near her PB Lawrence win, for instance, but um, it was certainly good enough to get over this field, especially with Positive Peace and Wanderbar um, failing. Tricky girls run well. Um, she closed off nicely. She's gone to about her best, but... Um, not, what was this worth? Half a million or one... 500,000? 500,000. Yeah, there's a, there's a rubbish <coughs> $500,000 race every week, isn't there? I shouldn't say it's rubbish. Seventy down is a good mare, but it was... You know, six horse field, half a million dollars prize money. It was pretty uninspiring stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, another race that looked pretty uninspiring by the time they jumped was race eight, the benchmark 78 over 1300. Frosty Rocks just got his own way out in front. You know, just killed them, really. Uh, in terms of the pace of the race, they've gone fast for the class, three and a half lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Rob, I know you were conflicted here about whether or not you just launched Frosty Rocks. Uh, in the end, you stayed out. Uh, did you just well, fire off some missiles and run? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I had it already backed, and I never really laid it back. Because it never looked like really getting beat. Um, yeah. So I expected it to lead. It led. What What was I thinking here? Um, why didn't I, you know? T Tommy Sherry, he just, he's just strength to strength, just pinged it out of the gates. Just, he barely puts a foot wrong, unless we're on a massive overs in... Um, <laughs> The Golden Eagle, but yeah, the promotions not much, you know, maybe you improve on a drier surface. The horse that kind of grabbed me up here was Oxford Tycoon. I thought that looked absolutely, you know, complete top. Um, I thought it might be suited on a softer track, so um, 
that was enough to, to keep me out of the race. But yeah, God, shock alert. This is what do we market after the after the race, boys? Is this a dollar twenty? Yeah. Well, Mark Shane, you didn't mind uh, Dream Circle at a rougher price uh, on the previous show, and it's run uh, run well into second as well. Um, your thoughts on the race eight uh, there on yeah. Saturday? Oh well, I, I was I was lucky I got this race right. I didn't like promotions. I liked first and second. So, but you know, it might have been a different story with the full field. But um, Frosty just bounced to the front, and and he was never really going to be beaten. It was a nice ride. You got to keep him going at the. Good solid tempo promotions. Uh, I think it's a milk drinker, and uh, Dream Circle ran on quite well. Yep. That's and, what grabbed. Uh, sorry, Pete. That's what grabbed me up. This Frosty's trial. Anyone see see that? It just he, he just looked really ridden out, and that was like the, another sort of graying thing in the back of my mind why I didn't launch. I thought that trial not impressive. Played in it though, Rob. That's. I think he's a much better horse when he gets his own way. Um, he he was off the speed in that trial. Um, that's the only thing I could put down to him. Plus, this was, you know, perfect ground for him, really. Yeah, it, it might have been. It might have been just to bring him on, you know. Just yeah, I'll get him fit, you know, rather than show what he's got. So. Um, did and you that's take... unlike you, anyway, isn't it? Having a look at trials. What, what are you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I know. Give yeah, it a miss. Less I know, the better. I know. Yeah. Grade me up big time. One of my, as I said, I tipped this for my uncle's punters club, and I didn't launch at it. I'm just so dirty about it for the punters. It's all right, Rob. There's never-ending race day. Uh, we'll go to race nine. Uh, another benchmark, 78 over 1300. This time for the fillies and mares and misdeeds. Uh, managed to get over it, or yeah, finally get over the top of Makushla and Turnstiles. A bunch finish. Uh, Rob so taken in for fourth. Uh, any thoughts out of race nine there on Saturday, Rob? No. Um, turn takers barely Wednesday horses. Why was I betting? Oh, this this has just left me with a sour taste in the car on the way home. But yeah, I, I can't I can't really talk about these these runners. They they aren't Saturday horses. It went on back when I'm finding so so taken. You know, should have just been a no bet race. It would have been three in a row no bet races. So I guess I wanted to find some. Yep. Mark Shane, anything out of the the last there on Saturday? Uh, no, I was on second and third, and uh, Misty hasn't won for four years and managed to stick its head out. So uh, I had to have a Panadol after the race. <laughs> uh, Mark Roden, we first time we're seeing this, Mark Kushler. Uh, what was your impressions of the New Zealander? Oh, she's not very good and she needs wet. There's <laughs> um, not much of a type, I can tell you that now. <laughs> Rob's dead right. This is a Wednesday race at best. It was rubbish. I uh, cast your mind back to Thursday. I mentioned Miss Leaders, maybe, maybe a wet tracker um, to be on in, in this race with blinkers on and. Um, Unfortunately, I'd completely lost interest by this stage, so I didn't have a pet. <laughs> oh, mate. I saw, you, I saw you. I think you described her as a pest. She is a oh, world-class pest. Absolute world-class pest. Oh, well, back to last start. When, you know, got, got a soft track and ran about 11th. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, torture. All right. Outstanding. Uh, look, as you can tell, it was a pretty uninspiring Saturday's worth of races, but... There might be a few to follow going forward. Rob Scurry, one out of the yard that you like going into the next start. Captive on. Um, you know, I was tipping Tommy Sherry last week. I think Winona Cost and her ride in the thing in the highway, which we were on one by two, was just joy, joyful thing to watch. And uh, I think she's she's overs, you know, in a lot of rides. The market might not think she's as good as she is, but she's, she's, she's got the bit between her teeth and riding great at the moment. 
All right. Mark Shan, horse to follow for yourself? No, I think the 7th of November is best forgotten for many for many things, um, for the power outage, alleged power outage. Uh, <laughs> Conspiracy! I think it was a bushfire, wasn't it? I don't know what it was. Um, there's nothing to follow. Captivant's a horse to follow, but it'll be gone for a spell, so yep. I wouldn't be touching anything much out of the meeting. All right, Mark Roden, do you have anything to follow out of the Saturday? No, I wouldn't drop off Stockman if he gets another wet track, but uh, he'll be. Yeah, he's in that sort of field again. He'll win. He'll win. He'll go up in up in distance and win at about two to one, and it'll be a tough watch. <laughs> we should uh, probably talk about the week ahead uh, now, Rob. You're not able to be on course for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, mate. Um, my folks live in Newcastle, and and the the COVID restrictions up there making looking at the horses impossible. So um, I've I've got to take this off and. Um, yeah, I've never been to Kembla Grange. I'm going to keep it that way. All right, sounds good. Uh, we yes, we do have the. Uh, sorry, what is this race called at Newcastle? What, what the, the hunter? Race? The hunter. Another oh. million dollar race, Peter. Oh. Savatiano <laughs> might back up in it. You know how lucky. You know she's about she to go to the. She, she did too. Yeah. I was on bloody graph. How's that horse turned oh. around? Jesus. Look, this is normally a very good meeting, actually, Newcastle. They get good fields, they've got a great track, so it should be a good day, actually. Got the spring no. stakes as well, yeah. It's a good <clears throat> that was one of my favourite races, spring strikes for a long time. Yeah. Um, but they stuck with the program, you know, Viscount Magic Albert. You remember those two, Mark Sheen? Yes, I used to go to that uh, two-day meeting for many years, the spring stakes. So I saw some very good horses up there, Shogun Lodge in the old days. There were some great horses used to run in that race. I got Didn't um, the get beaten at threes on or something in it, one year, or? Yes, he did. Uh, it's a very small field, but uh, he was beaten in there. It used to be good backing up from the second day there. Everyone was blind the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I was on I was on Niagara against Mental in the Maiden one one year. That was, uh, you know, it was a big push from there. I thought, this, this Niagara's a good, good horse. So was Mental, group one winner in a Maiden. It happens. That's racing. That's why we love it. But, yeah. Um, he grand army won his maiden there on that day too. On the yes, um, yes, won the first my mum found race it. My mum found it, grand army. <laughs> backed it in the backed it in the uh, Doncaster. What a horse he was, grand army. Was it grand army and uh, Maccabi Diva in the in the in yeah. the classic BMW? Yep, one of the best races ever. Look it up, punters. You haven't seen it. You have. That's why you're watching this show. Yeah, because you love racing. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, I'm actually looking forward to the preview show now. Uh, can't wait. Mark Sheehan, Mark Roden, thank you for joining me. I'll see you on Thursday and we'll have a look at the Hunter as well as the Spring Stakes. Excellent. See you, boys. Talk to you then. Yeah, you, Rob.